Everybody to episode 16 or 17. I will know it when I finish of the Illinois podcast with Bird and Cam. This is your boy Bird, and as always with me, Cam. How you doing, Cam? We talk. I'm officially an ant, everybody. I officially have a small human as a niece, and it's Auntie. amazing. I cried. I cried so much. Oh uh, man, I'm so 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 happy for you. Uh, as you. And, and guys don't get that, my dear co-host just became an aunt. So round of it applause. It was funny. It was funny because when Bird hit me up, he's like, "Oh shit, she's having having the baby now," and I was like, "Right now, right this <laughs> second, right this second." <laughs> so we uh, we have had this has been a very eventful week. You know, in your life, um, and what happened in the city, um, when we were following this for close eyes, the both of us, and as soon, and I don't even think we really had thought that we were going to make this to an episode, but as soon as I saw the verdict and I started thinking and I was like, man, what if he gets off and this city's going to burn the fuck down? I was like, you know what? Let's just do an episode. What's the worst that could happen? So, without further ado, we're going to be doing the Lacan McDonald story. Only on Illinois. Oh, you can find now, me fucking <laughs> Everyone calm down over there because this just got released. Um, so, the information that we do have and that we do gather, again, is just information we've received from news articles, magazines, uh, media outlets... Things like that. So if there's anything we say wrong, incorrectly, or if you have any information, please let us know. Please find us on Facebook at Illinois with Bird and Cam and hit us up. Um, we respond pretty quickly, and we love when uh, people hit us up, let us know if we say something right, say something wrong. Um, and if you want to stay anonymous, you can. So, yeah, yeah let's do this damn thing. Yeah, well, damn. We was like, oh, shit. Well, I don't even have to set off the disclaimer. So, I know. Away. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going like, to get whoa, in there. Perfect okay. We're, look, at, look at us being organized already. Okay. Okay. Without further ado, Laquan McDonald was born on September 25th, 1997 in Chicago, Illinois. By all standards, to say that he had a rough, a rough upbringing is like saying Brett Kavanaugh likes drinking. As this article from the one Chicago, beer, I, one I like. Beer. I had one beer. <sighs> My ass. As this article from the Chicago Tribune details, his mother was 14 when she became pregnant with him. The state took Jeez. her into protective custody months earlier because of a caregiver's drug problems. McDonald became a second-generation ward of the state as a toddler and endured cruelties that would take most people a lifetime to overcome. Born into a teenage mother. Shuttled among five homes in the first five years of his life, abused emotionally and sexually and neglected, the teen explained why he used marijuana every day. It gave him a calmness, he said to a clerk 
clinician, clinician, ah, I got it, tasked with the team's evaluation in 2013 to suppress his anger, allowing him to keep a constant, quote-unquote, smile on my face. And I mean, that's just self-explanatory to the power of weed, and I speak for you as well when I say low tide on that. <laughs> that's true, especially, too, if he's suppressing emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually a lot of times people use that to um, not express their emotions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I see why he would do that. Um, but as the article goes on the state, McDonald found a life living with his great-grandmother. But eventually he grew into an often angry teen who embraced drugs and gangs. And that made up the brutal landscape of his West Side neighborhood. McDonald had a learning disability and was diagnosed with mental and health problems, including, among other things, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, he had school suspensions. He was expelled. Uh, he was truant and drug, pres- excuse me, drug possession arrest. And he was always in and out of juvenile detention. So it sounds like a lost cause from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, McDonald appeared to try to make an effort uh, in a corner in Sullivan House High School in September of 2014. School officials said publicly that he was coming to a class and participating. His final report card showed that he earned an A in personal finance and music and a B in world studies, reading, and a C in biology and algebra. In the NBC Chicago report, one of McDonald's teachers described him as a very respectful yet reserved man. And the teacher added, McDonald was not aggressive whatsoever. So, so let's stray away from McDonald a bit and talk a little about Jason Van Dyke, who was born in Hinsdale, Illinois in 1978. He graduated from Hinsdale South High School in 1996 and earned a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from St. Xavier University in Chicago. After college, he joined the Chicago Police Department, where he was on the force for 14 years. However, at least 20 citizen complaints were filed against Officer Van Dyke since 2001, but none resulted in disciplinary action. Ten of the complaints alleged that he used excessive force to evolve the use of a firearm. A jury had awarded a Chicago man $350,000 after determined Van Dyke employed excessive force during a traffic stop once and one complaint about verbal abuse with the use of a racial slur. According to, and it's the thing, um, I uh, know people who are in law enforcement, and I've talked to multiple people, actually, and they talk about, well, you know, complaints, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Everybody's had some. They'll put it in somebody's colony right now. Bad timing. But everybody says, oh, you know, this... This, uh, we get one every once in a while. But here's the thing. According to CNN, in a study they did in 2015, uh, that was the New York Times, they found that in 2015, 99% of the thousands of misconduct complaints against Chicago police officers, there had been no discipline. From 2011 to 2015, 97% of more than 28,500 citizen complaints resulted and no officer being punished, according to the files. Although few officers were disciplined in the years covered by the data, African-American officers were punished at twice the rate of their white colleagues for the same offenses. 
Although black civilians filed a majority of the complaints, white civilians were far more likely to have their complaints upheld. And um, that's which, which oh, go, go. this confuses me. Oh, you go. No, no, you go. I was going to say this, what you were stating about, you know, in 2015, how they did the report about 99% of the misconduct complaints. It shows that Van Dyke must have done something extraordinary, not only for his complaint to be looked at, but for one person to get $350,000 out of it. Mm -hmm. And think about this. The the Chicago Police Department in 2015 had about 12,000 officers and 402 out of those 12,000 had 20 or more complaints. So when you when you take that into account, that's a fucking lot. Yeah, and it it shows too, I mean, that's quite a lot actually, and the amount of complaints is quite a lot. Um, but the amount of police officers that it's boiled down to that have had more than 20 complaints are probably... I don't know, police officers, you should keep an eye on. I don't know, suspend if you feel they have one too many complaints. I don't know, something a little bit more than ignoring the fact that they're literally paying their way, paying their officers to get away with shit. Uh Uh-huh, fair enough. And um, this leads to October 20th, 2014. Shortly before 10 o'clock, Police were called to investigate Laquan McDonald at 4100 South Pulaski Road, responding to reports that he was carrying a knife and breaking into vehicles at a trunk yard at 41st Street and Kildare Avenue. When officers confronted McDonald, he used a knife with a three-inch blade to slice the tire on a patrol vehicle and damage his windshield. McDonald walked away from police after numerous verbal instructions from officers to drop the knife, at which point responding officers requested taser backup. The initial... Yo, if that was my if that was my police car though, I'd fight that bitch. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, let's just drop the knife, let's duke it out. You just fucked up my my car. <laughs> but gone. So the <laughs> gone. <laughs> so the initial police portrayals of the incident, consisting about four hundred pages of typed and handwritten reports, stated that Van Dyke arrived on the scene where he was quickly confronted by McDonald. Fearing for his safety, Van Dyke stated that he used necessary and Justable force as he shot McDonald. McDonald was taken to Mount Sinai Hospital nearby, where he was pronounced dead at 10:42 p.m. Initial police reports, and keep that in mind. The initial police reports. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry, my dog's here. Initial uh, police reports. I know now he's all freaking active. Doesn't poop on his walk. Ignores me on his walk. And now he wants attention and wants to go back out again. So uh, I don't understand him. Shout out to So. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the initial police reports. The police prompt uh, supervisors to rule the case and consider a justifiable homicide. And within the bounds of the department's use of force, quote unquote, in their guidelines. The reports did not say how many times McDonald was shot and... It made it was made very clear that McDonald was acting crazed, and if you can't see him, I'm using my quotation marks. They even stated that McDonald lunged at officers after refusing to drop his knife. Michael D. Robbins, one of the attorneys representing the McDonald estate, said his initial thoughts were, "I didn't think there was a case if he had lunged at a police officer." He added, "The police narrative, without exception." 
is that the use of force is justified and necessary, which sometimes it is in that case. Mm-hmm. One police report described that McDonald, quote unquote, raised a knife across his chest and then pointed it specifically at Van Dyke. Van Dyke then told investigators that he feared McDonald would rush at him and only him with the knife or throw it at him. He also recalled a 2012 police department bulletin warning about a knife that was also capable of firing a bullet. That's news to me. As well as throwing knives and also spring-loaded knives capable of propelling the blade. One report noted that McDonald's knife was open in the position, but when announcing charges against Van Dyke, Cook County's state attorney Anita Alvarez said the knife was actually folded at the scene. And, and so keep that name in mind, Anita Alvarez, was worried that she's going to figure big as this story unfolds. So, according to the Cook County Medical Examiner Office's autopsy report, uh, McDonald was shot in his neck, chest, back, both arms, right leg, and a grazed wound to his left scalp. And um, obviously his death was ruled a homicide. And toxicology reports were later revealed that McDonald had PCB, PCP, the hell is PCP? That is Panama, oh no, is it Panama City Beach? Oh my God, so funny. So apparently PCB is getting annihilated by Hurricane Michael right now. And my mom, my mom texted me and told me, she's like, oh my gosh, PCB's being hit by the hurricane, dead on. And she knew about my crazy years. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, no way. And she goes, way. I was like, that's it? That's, P- that's the conversation? PCP, folks, not PCB. Cam, we live in her glory days. <laughs> God. So PCP the drug. Uh, yes, PCP the drug, which was found in his blood and urine at the time of the altercation. So, it appears that the death of Laquan McDonald was no metamorphosis from his tragic life, and that the manner of his death was by, quote-unquote, suicide by cop. However, reporters noted inconsistencies between the narrative police told reporters, the autopsy, and an anonymous eyewitness account before the video was publicly released. A whistleblower expressed concern over the handling of the McDonald shooting a few weeks after the shooting, revealing that there was a video and that it was horrific to journalist Jamie Calvin and attorney Greg Futterman. The pair issued a statement calling on Chicago police to release the dash cam video of the incident. The city of Chicago denied, get this cam, 15 requests for its release. And originally talking about the case, how the the quote-unquote files and reports said that it was justifiable, the amount of times he shot him, at first, when I read the report, I was like, okay, I get it. He's on PCP. He's probably an invincible human to take down. You're going to have to shoot him a couple times. Now, I've never taken PCP. Now, may, I don't know how is it. Does that get you like... <laughs> no. no. <laughs> She's looking at like, uh-uh, uh-uh, No, not going to try that one out. <laughs> Say no more. But why would the city of Chicago deny but, this request? Uh, oh, God. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to get no shenanigans. But why would the city of Chicago deny this request 15 times? Well, video of the shooting showed that Van Dyke was advancing on McDonald while McDonald was walking away from Van Dyke when the first shot was fired. The first shot hit McDonald, spun and fell to the ground. As McDonald lay on the ground, still holding the knife, Van Dyke fired more shots into him. In total, Van Dyke shot McDonald 16 times 
in 14 and 15 seconds, expending the maximum capacity of his 9mm city automatic firearm. Van Dyke was, get this, on the scene for less than 30 seconds before opening fire and began shooting approximately 6 seconds after exiting his car. Now, mind you, this was after uh, 8 officers who were surrounding him requested taser support. Um, the first responding officer said that he did not see the need to use force and none of the least eight other officers on the scene fired their weapons. And you would My philosophy is I can dodge a fucking knife. You can't dodge a bullet, let alone fucking sixteen. Uh-huh. And 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 you think about why would they want to suppress that kind of information. Just remember the time frame. This incident happened in two thousand and fourteen. What happened in two thousand and fourteen? You had Michael Brown, you had Freddie Gray. These young black men who were killed by police officers in Ferguson and Baltimore, respectfully, in nefarious situations. And what came after that, the protests in those cities. Hell, Cam, we were not even 30 minutes away, you and I, from Ferguson, as that shit was going down. So imagine that video gets released as it happened. People would make the Chicago, Great Chicago Fire look like a Memorial Day cookout in comparison. <laughs> I thought that shit was going to happen during the Cubs World Series, no. but if this was released at the time, this would have destroyed Chicago. Mm-hmm. This Easily. would have... Easily. The city would be burning. Easily. And and, and from and from every perspective, too. Because if this video was released when it should have been released, mm-hmm. it not only shows that McDonald's was down on the ground... Which, I mean, I don't know the exact law or states for police force when he's still holding the knife, Mm -hmm. but he's on the ground. I don't know where that line is. Um, I haven't really researched it. But the fact that he fucking 14 to 15 more times. And you just, it's just a perfect storm of everything that was happening around the country. That would have been proverbial uh, straw that broke the camel's back. That... And the, the Ferguson, uh, now that I live in St. Louis, I've been to Ferguson before, and it's it's actually a very beautiful town, mm-hmm. city. Um, and even the protests and riots there would have not compared to no. what would have happened in Chicago. No, not no. Easily. Easily. It would have made it look like it was somebody's little sister. Mm-hmm. So, so... so Brandon Smith, a freelance journalist, and William Calloway, a community activist, filed a request for the video under the Freedom of Information Act in May 2015. And from personal experience, uh, filing requests under the Freedom of Information Act, oh, those are bitches in and of itself. So, oh. So, they'll take more than a year and a half. Yeah, those damn foyers. So, when the request was denied, Smith filed a lawsuit against the city of Chicago and Cook County Circuit Court. Illinois Attorney General Lisa Madigan sent a letter to the police department the day before a court hearing stating that they could not withhold the video. She said that they had not substantiated their claim in releasing the video would interfere with an ongoing investigation or jeopardize a fair trial if any officer was charged. On November 19, 2015, Cook County Judge Franklin Vaderama denied the city's request for a stay, ordering the video to be released to the public no later than November 25th. The city did not appeal the judge's decision. On November 24th, after a press conference, the video was released that showed the officer, Van Dyke, 
fatally shoot at McDonald's. And I remember where I was when I saw this video. Um, I was home from Thanksgiving break. Uh, I was on my way doing my own Black Friday shopping in that afternoon, and the news had broke, and they said, what you're going to see is graphic, so viewer discretion advised. And I remember, uh, it was like, I remember mouthing, like, what in the mother of fuck am I seeing? And people knew this, and they did nothing about it? You had the Cook County State Attorney, Nita Alvarez, as it will later come out, CPD Superintendent Gary McCarthy, and Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel, who all knew the, about the contents about this video, and seemingly, and which is really putting it politely, in my opinion, did little to nothing. So the fallout, as you would expect, was something swift. Uh, you get to protest, as we were talking about. Manuel tries to save face by launching Chicago Police Accountability Task Force to review, quote-unquote, the system of accountability, oversight, and training that is currently in place for Chicago's police officers. The task force final report, published April 13, 2016, found, get this, Kim, racism and system, uh, systemic failures in the city's police force against minority residents. They also found that water is wet, grass is green, and no one goes to see the White Sox play. <laughs> That's true. I've been there a couple times, though. But this is what frustrates me the most about this whole whole situation of the video. Mm -hmm. um, regardless if Van Dyke was, let's say, at right, mm -hmm. or proof that he was at wrong, you're supposed to get help from law enforcement. They're supposed to help you. Growing up, we learned that police are good. They're here to help. The government is supposed to make your life better. Yet, they go to extreme ends to protect one person, one police officer who's been proven to be a bad cop, instead of helping an entire community mm -hmm. of a certain race or a certain gender to better that city. Right. That's what that's what I don't think. So and like you're oops sorry, oh, you, no, go. you go, you go, you go. I was gonna say, as you're stating about um the whole situation in twenty sixteen, um there were calls for McCarthy, Alvarez, and along with Mr. Emanuel to resign. Alvarez would refuse, of course, and eventually she would lose her re-election bid the following March, which was well-deserved. McCarthy refused, and Emanuel fired him. And, and I don't know, and, have you ever watched The Wire before? It sounds familiar. Oh, I might have seen it. It's not, it's not, it's not a, it sounds familiar. You either watch The Wire or you haven't. Like, you would know if you watched The Wire. I'm telling you okay. that it is, the, it is the greatest television show of all time. Oh, I don't, show? Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I don't give a fuck about Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, Game of Thrones. There are two types of shows. There is The Wire and everything else. So, so all of this this stuff that went down with Alvarez, McCarthy, and Manuel, it reminded me of a plot line in The Wire. So, in the series finale, spoilers ahead, the mayor of Baltimore, uh, Tommy Carcetti, he finds out that a serial killer targeting the homeless was made up by police detectives to funnel more money to the, uh, the Baltimore Police Department to further their investigation of a local drug kingpin. So instead of divulging this information to the public, the mayor and his staff withheld it, feeling that such bad publicity, especially after Carcetti publicly vowed to catch a killer, would be damning to his future governor bid. 
So to weave it back into reality, it so happened that Laquan McDonald was killed months before Emmanuel was up for re-election for mayor. In a further act of desperation, Carcetti even ordered the state's prosecutor and acting police commissioner to quote-unquote fall on their shields and sacrifice themselves to protect him in the event of the information coming to light. Does this sound like familiar? Which weird because we're looking for a governor to help our city, mm-hmm. not to want to f- continuously fuck us over and put us in the hole that we're now he in. Was, at the time, he was the mayor and he wanted to run for governor, and he felt if that got out, that it would kill his bid to to be governor. And the thing is, uh, what I was saying, uh, McDonald, <laughs> McDonald, uh, the the murder happened months before uh, Rahm Emanuel was running for our re-election. So if that came out when it did, Emmanuel has to, not wanting to, you know, he would be faced with a decision to act sooner rather than later and not wanting to take a chance on making any decision that would have possibly stymied his political future because even without that coming out, Emmanuel faced a tough election, I remember, and then I had to go to a runoff. So if that video comes out, suffice to say, Rahm Emanuel will not be the current mayor right now. So that said, not wanting to take a chance but on you go go go. I feel I mean, I I mean, I'm not gonna say how I feel towards this next election coming up. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel that he was in I mean, yes, he was kind of in a sticky situation because when it occurred it was twenty fourteen when mm-hmm. everything was going down. So I mean we don't want to watch Rome burn, but right. at the same time, he continuously created things and did things to cover up the fact that he knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, like, how he subdued this case, it just bared a stark similarity to what I saw in The Wire, and it was like fucking art. It was like life imitating art when it's supposed to be the other way around. <laughs> And the stain yeah. hasn't gone all the way from Emmanuel because he decided that, among other reasons, he would not pursue election in next year's uh, bid. So that said, it is it is an open race. If you haven't seen the news for all my people in Chicago, so that said, vote for me. Vote for Birdman Iceberg. A vote for me is a vote for you, goddammit. So what do you have to lose? Or change the rapper. Or change the rapper. Uh, I would do... I would do Birdman first, then Chance the Rapper. There we go. There we go. All I need is about, what, 35,000 signatures? So, one we got two. We got one. two so far. Adam counts as three. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can, we can find all, the, like, the, the cemetery dead votes and, like, stuff them and, like, come on, We Chicago. make a move. Yeah. We don't, can. don't tell them secrets. <laughs> <laughs> we can do the damn thing. So, as all of this gets out of the open, what becomes of Jason Van Dyke? And we've seen in the cases of the aforementioned case of Michael Brown, and we've seen in Tamir Rice and Sandra Bland and many other minorities that faith that ended untimely deaths, that charges against the officers suspected in their untimely passings were not even brought upon them, much less be com- tried and convicted. But all of that goes out the window as the same day as the video was released on November 24, 2015, Van Dyke was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. On December 16th, Van Dyke was indicted by a grand jury on six counts of first-degree murder and one count of official misconduct. 
and this would visually be downgraded to second degree murder. Um, on March 23rd, uh, 2017, the charges against Van Dyke were those four mentioned six counts of first degree murder that was downgraded to second degree murder and 16 counts of aggravated battery, one for each shot fired at Laquan McDonald. Jerry That's so right, bitch. <laughs> uh, the trial commenced on September 17th of this year and last week, if you guys are listening to this now, uh, on October 5th, 2018, Van Dyke was found guilty of second-degree murder and 16 counts of aggravated battery, but was not found guilty of official misconduct. Uh, as uh, a CNN report, a story reported uh, after the case, uh, after the trial, I should say, members of the jury later told reporters that Van Dyke's testimony was not credible when uh, seen rehearsed. The jurors, who did not give their names, said that the veteran police department uh, officer did nothing to de-escalate the situation that led up to the final, sh the fatal shooting. One juror noted and, that you can go. Oh no, I was going to say, uh, and to note on the um, second degree murder, I believe I read somewhere it was it could range from like six to twenty years in mm -hmm. jail, but per aggravated assault, he can. That goes from like three to twenty years. Is it? So, I don't know. Was it concurrent or was it like? I thought. I thought they said it was concurrent. Got you. Um. So that means once he's done with his second degree murder, he's going to serve each and every bullet, mm -hmm. which is going to make me, which makes me super, super happy because it's a little at the end, kind of like fuck you. By the way, you can't. Don't create a system, cheat the system, and then try to fight the system after you fucked up. Right. So, think about this. Uh, Van Dyke was the first Chicago police officer to be charged with a degree of murder since 1980. I mean, that's just a very, very wild stat to look at. And um, as you talked about the, the possible sen uh, sentencing he faces, uh, it between 4 and 20 years in prison... And he will be eligible probation for the second degree murder conviction. Um, and like you said, the aggravated battery is going to carry a sentence of its own. And they said, according to CNN, it will be between six to 30 years with no probation. So it seems to be that he's going to be facing some time. I see that they, um, you know, they definitely got him with the aggravated assault. Mm -hmm. um, but wouldn't you think he would? should be in jail for a longer time for second degree murder. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the thing about murder. It's, it's, uh, like I know second degree murder is considered like, it's not, not premeditated, not but it's with malice afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I just, I just still find it like you still killed somebody. Like, it still crossed your mind that you wanted to kill someone. I know we missed talking about this, but earlier uh, there was a point where Van Dyke told his partner that, oh my God, we're going to have to shoot this guy mm -hmm. before arriving even at the scene, which means it's already in his mindset that he either wants to shoot someone or he's got in his mind he is going to shoot someone. Right. And which, this is like, it, it happened so fast. Like he doesn't even get out within 15 seconds of getting out of his car. His guns are blazing. I was like, what the fuck? You already exactly. have the sit you have the situation neutralized. You have officers surrounding him. 
why do you make and if the first responding officer says himself that he saw there was no need to be uh use that kind of force i mean hell if your peers are saying it why why is he even getting into this my my confusion is like you said there is what eight officers surrounding him mm-hmm and it was already controlled by the time he got there. Why did he have to jump in, play Batman, Superman, and think he could save the day? Like, there's a lot more. And he's one of the cops that should be looked at a lot more than he was looked at, right. investigated. He's had to pay money. Has to had, excuse me, Chicago has had to pay for him because he fucked up. And mm-hmm. that's what, for him, a slap on the wrist? Right. Oh, you did bad better next time so so let me let me analyze this a little further like and i want to take kind of a devil's advocate approach and please uh feel free to refute this and if i say i'm like what the fuck but um one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world uh i had a very spirited debate and he's a friend of the podcast uh goes what i was saying about to have dinner with him tomorrow so it goes without saying, you my brother, I love you, and all that good shit, and Canelo sucks. Um, but all seriousness, he offered some very valid points. And he is in law enforcement, he's been in the military, and first and foremost, they can force service. And, but he very he offered some very valid points to look in the perspective of someone from law enforcement. So it's one of those situations that it's a bang-bang play that maybe Van Dyke has tunnel vision... Um, a dreadline pumping. He could have well had wanted to stop him, but he uh, sees a knife and he may think, "Well, he has a knife. He may turn around and throw it at me. It's my life or it's his. I gotta respond right then and now." And I've never been in that situation, nor do I want to. So I can't feasibly say what I would do in Van Dyke's shoes. Yeah. And, and the, there's that whole saying of, you know, I could be wrong. I'm not a police officer. I've never gone through the training. But police officers don't shoot to disarm. They shoot to injure or or to kill out of protection for them. But he shot him and the kid fell after the first time. Yeah. So why did he shoot him 16 more times? Exactly. But, exactly. They, when we, as we said a couple minutes earlier, there were eight officers surrounding McDonald. And they requested Taylor uh, support. And if it was such a justifiable homicide, why was the initial report withheld for as long as it was? And why was it covered up by various branches, the police, the district attorney, the mayor and the city of Chicago, to the point that they willingly gave the McDonald family a $5 million settlement before the video was even released? We even talked about, to an extent in public, 16 shots Nine of which that hit McDonald, in my view, is excessive force. And if Van Dyke was such justified, he would have showed that way if he was on the stand. And it didn't help matters that 20, not one, not two, but 20 complaints were previously held against him. Now, unless you have uh, people, uh, 20 people who make this conspiracy theory, like, let's get this motherfucker. Like, they just come out of the woodwork and say, hey, this guy did something, you know, that was out of line as a police officer. 20, again, 20 complaints, that's too much. That's a, that's a reach. That's a reach. Yeah. 20 complaints, not only was one of them 
proven for him to be at fault where they had to pay. But the fact that they already gave the family $5 million before we even went mm-hmm. to court about it, because why would you give someone $5 million if you weren't at fault for it? They knew they fucked up. If you're just... If you're just giving out $5 million, I would like $5 million, too. Mm-hmm. And and I get, I get the whole... my. I guess I'm confused on the whole tunnel vision. Maybe I wasn't listening. I'm the worst at that. But if you have tunnel vision as a, as a police officer, wouldn't that not be beneficial? Because and, if and you I have mean, tunnel vision... Been, that means- that's the thing. Yeah, and that might be, like I said, even to, to refute that or, or to counter that... If you, it's one thing if you have tunnel vision. If you're like on the force for a year or two or even three, but this guy was doing this for 14 years. So yeah, I mean, if you're getting tunnel vision like that, then you've shot a lot of different people and may have killed more th- more people than we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a um, and I, we didn't talk about this earlier, but there and you can guys can look this up. Um, there might be information or might be sources that in 2005, he was involved in another shooting. Now, who knows if he was involved in covering up or involved in the shooting himself. But, yeah, you guys, you know, do a little digging around. You're going to find some information on that. So, like, he had a he hasn't had the most sterling reputations as a police officer. By any means, not at all. No. So why does he still have a gun when it's proven that he's not stable? I don't, I don't understand. Welcome to Chicago Police Department, Cam. <laughs> Sounds like it's just frustrating because I mean, I, I totally am for you know everybody's rights. I, I believe you know everyone's lives matter, but there are people who take the power to their head. There are people who let the power go to their head. There are people who let you know their anger go to their head and it's not helping anything people it's not helping anything sometimes the best thing to do is just to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and sometimes the best thing to do is is to get the word out yeah you know sometimes that's the best thing to do is to get the word out because people are being cheated people are being cheated and i'm not going to say it's just the chicago force because they have a lot of things they have to deal with a lot of crime and everything but i mean this is a proven story that you know the government the not the government the law the police force people are supposed to protect us are kind of fucking us Mm -hmm. so um one of the things i took away from this verdict is again we still have to wait on the the sentencing but um you know this this might be a step in the change of getting accountability for police officers who are who are literally shooting first and asking questions later. And we have seen over and over again in this country, like we talked about earlier in the, uh, in the show, how we've seen people, uh, police officer, law enforcement, uh, you have an involvement with somebody, whether they're black, white, brown, you've seen these, these these killings and they get off or they get at worst administrative leave, paid administrative leave and you hear the narrative over and over again, I was fearing for my safety and it becomes, it comes to a point where it's not an event no more and you see something again, this is, uh, and I know it's probably maybe a couple of other 
uh, occurrences where it is very rare of a police officer uh, actually facing, you know, actually getting justice served to him. So this is this is and especially in Chicago. This when when I saw when we were watching the verdict, my with my family, we didn't know what to expect. Like the fallout, I was expecting the worst. I thought, oh my god, we're gonna have a fucking riot. There were police officers all down my house. There's a police station like a not about two blocks from my I thought, house. I thought Chicago was gonna burn. Yeah. Yeah, and you had. I you, thought I was about to get a call. You had, and I was like, "Man, we might, we might have to do an emergency uh, episode tonight." <laughs> Karen, get your ass up here now! That's not running. Look, Auntie, we got some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bring her with. Let's go. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, this you know, who knows what the future holds? But hopefully, again, this could be something where police officers who who do engage in this kind of action, you know, face justice and get, you know, get what is appropriate, you know, karma, I guess. And if you look at it too, you know, just like any other job, a police officer is a career. It's a job. If you fuck up, you tend to get fired from your job. Yeah. It should be the same thing across the board. How many times do you have to fuck up how many times normally do you fuck up before you get fired? What, three? So how many times does Van Dyke have to fuck up until it's too late? And mm. I want to say probably, I don't know, the 20th time he fucked up? Yeah. Yeah, 21st. I mean, and the 21st is when he killed McDonald. So it just it just sounds like there's some people, not everybody, but some people being lazy. And again, I, I have family members who are police officers. I have good friends who've grown up in bad areas, love them both to death, respect them both tremendously. They're both, you know, amazing, amazing, both. I know more than one. Exactly. Um, they're all great people. They all, everybody is great. But, you know, there are some times when people cross the lines. Mm-hmm. And in this case, Van Dyke definitely crossed the line. I agree with that. I agree with that. And um, there right there is the Laquan McDonald, Jason Van Dyke saga. Um, whew, that was a lot to unpack in about, uh, we are good 42, 45 minutes on this right now. So, I mean, that was a lot. And we went right to it. We didn't even lolly guy. We were right in this shit. Yeah. And I guess, too, because it's so fresh. So it's like, yeah. you know, it, it could have ended a lot worse. But it's it's good to see that, you know, the system, although it's a little iffy sometimes, did show up in the end mm-hmm. and was did its job, did what it's supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, hey, we can finally, finally, finally have faith in the justice system. I mean, that's it's very hard. that's what one's there for. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that said, again, um, that is the McDonald Van Dyke uh, case. Um, when that sentencing happens, uh, we will be following that up, obviously. Uh, in the meantime, though, we got, uh, we got a couple of hot, uh, episodes on the burner. Uh, do you share, do you care the detail, the fine listeners, on those, uh, here episodes? Oh, I just botched that shit. But please detail <laughs> To our friends out there, yeah. um... 
we want to hear your input or your impact. Wow. Your feedback on this story, any other story that we've talked about. So hit us up on our social medias, which again is Killnoy with Bird and Cam across the board. Um, but you can find me, you won't find me on Facebook, so just find Killinois with Bird and Cam. Um, <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram at Instacam630. Um, and Twitter, I like stuff 630. And you can find me on Facebook, Birdman Iceberg. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, Jesus, we always, every time we get here, we always <laughs> fuck up on this. Bird your enthusiasm, bird underscore your underscore enthusiasm, and Twitter, Birdman for America. And for that, we will be back next week for a new episode of Killinois. This is Bird, this is Cam, and we are signing out. Yeah, be there or be killed, out. bitches. Be there or be killed, bitches. I'm just fucking <laughs> We'll figure out what we'll do next week. We'll let you guys know. This is fun.